This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. Our topic today is courage. Courage. It's a virtue. What does it mean? What does it look like? Courage. When I say the word courage, what is the first image that comes to mind for you? When I hear the word courage, I think back to when I was a really little girl and I got to stay up late and watch The Wizard of Oz, which scared me, totally scared me. The Witch, The Flying Monkeys, very frightening movie, even though in the end it was all good. But courage, there's the coward, cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz. You know, Dorothy has this little ragtag gang of friends, and one of those friends is the cowardly lion, and he is afraid. He's afraid of everything. He's afraid of his own shadow. He's afraid of his own tail. But then at some point, he gets courage, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the, his famous cowardly lion courage speech from the movie. Here's how it goes. Courage. What makes a king out of a slave? Courage. What makes the flag on the mast to wave? Courage. What makes the elephant charge his tusk in the misty mist or the dusky dusk? Courage. What makes the muskrat guard his musk? Courage. What makes the sphinx the seventh wonder? Courage. What makes the dawn come up like thunder? Courage. What makes the hottentit so hot? What puts the ape in apricot? What are they got that I ain't got? And Dorothy and the tin man and the scarecrow reply, Courage! And the cowardly lion agrees when he says, You can say that again. The lion knows what he needs, right? He wants courage. He lacks courage and he wants courage because courage gives us the ability really to go beyond ourselves, our own physical, mental, emotional capability to something beyond. And right now in the world, it seems that courage is hard to come by. And people instead are allowing their lives to be ruled by fear. Now, being courageous doesn't mean we're imprudent. I would never suggest that you be imprudent. But I do think, and again, always, almost always speaking to myself before I speak to you, I need courage. We all need courage. Sometimes what we need is physical courage, emotional courage. We have to overcome something, a pain, a difficult situation. Sometimes what we need is moral courage, the ability to stand up for what is right, what we know to be good in the face of people telling us we're wrong. So whatever kind of courage we need, we want to be, in a sense, like the cowardly lion, knowing what he lacks, so he knows what he needs. Because if we think we have it all together, if we think we have everything we need, then we're not going to turn to the one who truly can give us what we need, and that person is Jesus Christ. And so what does Jesus have to say about courage? Well, in the 16th chapter of John, he speaks very specifically about courage and 
tells us why we should have courage, why he wants us to have courage. So John chapter 16 is part of his discourses at the Last Supper. You might recall that in John's retelling of the Last Supper, there is not the institution of the Eucharist, but rather the washing of the feet. And then Jesus is giving all sorts of instruction to the apostles before he leaves them. And in chapter 16, he talks about first about the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Advocate. And then he goes on to talk, uh, probably starting with verse uh, 25. He's reminding the apostles that he's going to go away and that God loves them and that God himself is going to care for them. And he says that I came from the Father and have come into the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to his fa- to my Father. And the apostles are a little concerned because they know that once Jesus goes, in some way, he's been holding them all together. And so how are they going to be held together? And they're going to be held together, first of all, through the work, of course, of the Holy Spirit when he comes to them, and to the fact that Jesus is giving them his peace. But he also reminds them this in 1633, I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. And here's what he says. He says, in the world, you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Take courage. I have conquered the world. That is amazing to me. So it says that sometimes I'm running around wondering how, how am I going to have the mental courage to overcome this problem that I'm having or the emotional strength to overcome something I want to overcome in my personal life? How am I going to do it? I'm going to do it because Jesus has conquered the world. And I, just like you, we are part of the world. And so when I think about the fact that Jesus has conquered the world, it doesn't mean to me that he's conquered me in sort of a way that says, boo, bangs bangs me over the head with a club or something and says, oh, now I'm in charge of you. No, he's conquered the world so that we might have a life of abundance and a life of grace. And so when we find ourselves in situations that require courage, what are we going to do? Well, first, I think what we can do is really look to Jesus. And again, remember, what did Jesus conquer? He conquered death. He conquered death. But this idea, it's not an idea, this truth of Jesus conquering death and the fact that he has overcome the world. And so we can have courage because he has conquered the world. So we know that ultimately, in the end, good conquers evil. And so whatever personal struggles we are having, because I really am talking about those personal struggles of things that you or I are trying to overcome. Maybe we're trying to overcome a lack of patience, maybe a lack of right judgment. Maybe we are acting in ways that are a little bit of excessiveness. Maybe we are drinking too much, smoking too much, eating too much, spending too much time watching mindless television shows, spending too much time on social media and not taking care of the people or our jobs or anything like that, right? So we're allowing the difficulties 
to overtake us and we're seeking a way to escape rather than having the courage to face the problem and come up with a solution. And sometimes I think we can also look uh, to the to the Old Testament. And I'm going to quote something. This was something uh, brought up in a, in a conversation I was having with a group of people. This idea that we always have to do something, that we always have to be busy. And if we're busy enough, then it'll be okay. And we can keep moving forward because, you know, what if somebody's watching and we're not busy? This could be a problem. And this person brought up this verse from Exodus 14, 14. So Exodus 14, 14. This is what it says. The Lord himself will fight for you. You have only to keep still. So in the Old Testament, we are told very clearly in the book of Exodus, the second book of the Old Testament, that God is going to fight for us. But we have to be still and we have to accept his help. And then we hear Jesus tell us in the New Testament, have courage, for I have overcome the world. If you take those two verses, Exodus 14, 14, and John 16, 20, no, 16, 33, excuse me, 16, 33, we can have peace and we can have courage because Jesus has overcome, he has conquered the world, and God is going to fight for us. Think about that. Have you ever wondered who's in your corner? Who's fighting for you? God is fighting for you. God is fighting for you. If you are trying to overcome a problem in your life for good, right? So you're not trying to overcome something so that some evil can come out of it, but good can come out of it. Then God wants that same thing for you. He wants that same thing more than you want it. And so he is willing to fight for you. We though have to accept what he offers. And I don't know about you, but I will tell you that for me, oftentimes, accepting what God offers me is so, so hard because I don't think I'm worth his time, his attention, but I am. I know I am because he made me and he didn't make me so I could be impatient, screwed up, not nice to people and feel unworthy. He made me to be loved specifically and first to be loved by him. And so God knows us, God loves us, God sees us, and he wants always, always what is best for us. And so that's why when I think about courage, I I don't often think about it in terms of physical courage because I don't often feel like my life is physically threatened, right? But I often feel that my life is mentally or emotionally threatened. And I want to go back to a place in my life where I did not have these concerns, but it's hard to do that. It's hard sometimes to get rid of the negativity. So I think when I look at these two verses in particular, in the world you will have trouble. Take heart, take courage. I have conquered the world. That's Jesus speaking. That's not me. That's Jesus. Jesus has conquered the world. And he tells us to take courage. And then God tells us in Exodus 14, 14, that he himself will fight for us, that we only have to keep still. We have to keep still. Open your hands, open your minds, open your soul to the idea, to the belief that God is going to fight for you. And so that is sometimes the biggest leap of courage we have to take, right? If someone says to me, Diana, if you do X, Y, Z, 
then this is going to happen and it's all going to be good. I'm like, all right, I'm on it. I'm ready to do X, Y, and Z. God is saying, be still. And I'm thinking, are you sure? You, you mean still? Because I have never heard it explained to me in my life by the world that stillness is a good thing. So God is reminding us, if we allow him to work in our lives, he will. We have to allow him to work in our lives. We cannot keep running around trying to solve and fix all of our problems by ourselves on our own. And sometimes not only are we trying to fix our problems, we're trying to fix other people's problems. Again, this is not what God wants for us. This is not what Jesus came for. He came for your salvation individually. Yes, he saves all of us, but he came for you as an individual. And when God says that the Lord himself will fight for you, he means you as you, the individual person that you are. I don't know your name, but if you were in front of me, I would ask you your name and I would say to you, God has come for you and he will fight for you. You need only to be still, to accept what God is offering you. And again, I say this repeatedly because it is the truth. I say this to you because I need to learn this. I need to learn that God is going to fight for me, that Jesus has overcome the world, and I can have courage in that. So when you take those two things together, you really have the answer to so many things that of how we are to live, right? Of, of the questions of how are we to live. We are to live with courage. We are to live in the belief that God is on our side. Not sometimes, all the time. God wants our good, and he will fight for us and that we can have courage because Jesus Christ has conquered the world. So that is really what I've been thinking about the last couple of days. And I wanted to let you know what I was thinking about, just as if we were sitting across from each other, having a cup of coffee um, and chatting. Someday I hope I would get to do that with uh, those of you who listen to this podcast on a regular basis. Until then, this one-way stream of conversation will have to continue, uh, though I am always happy to read and listen uh, to your comments and interact with you on any of those that you want to uh, make in the uh, show notes. You can always leave a comment on the website or also wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Um, what I want for the Not Lukewarm Challenge to be this week is this is take one of the verses and I will list them in the show notes. So either take Exodus 14, 14 or John 16, 33, or take both of them, write them on a sticky note, an index card somewhere and put them where you can see them. And whenever you find yourself wondering, why do I feel so alone? Why am I alone? Look at those verses, read those verses, pray those verses. And remember, you are not alone. You are not alone. God is right there. He is fighting for you. Be still, accept his help and know that Jesus Christ has conquered the world. And so for that reason, we can have courage. I hope you all have an awesome week, and I will see you back here again next week. God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. 
If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.